and welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, and I want to wish all of the dads out there a very happy Father's Day on this June 19th, 2023, in episode 321. I thought it would be fun to be able to have a bit of a show and tell this particular episode. So the uh, topic of the day is... Fan Expo Dallas 2023 show and tell. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Fan Expo Dallas, Fan Expo Dallas comes around once a year. It is growing in popularity. It's not nearly as epic or large as the San Diego Comic-Con or SDCC. Mm -hmm. To those of us who are properly initiated, but what is really nice about Fan Expo Dallas is they, first of all, there is a nice quality to the overall convention because it's a bit smaller. So if you think about uh, SDCC, they tend to average about, I want to say about 120,000 plus guests each year. Fan Expo Dallas only has roughly 60,000. So you're talking 50% less foot traffic, which really makes it for a more chill, easygoing experience. You're not packed in there like a sardine in a fire marshal's worst nightmare. <laughs> it does still get crowded, but um, not nearly as bad. And what's nice about Fan Expo Dallas is that over the years, they've been able to grab more and more high-profile names to come and uh, do celebrity signings or have like comic book artists join up at uh, Artist Alley. So overall, it's it's really, really cool. Before I go any further on this titillating topic, I do want to apologize for some of the technical issues that we've been having with the Joygasm podcast. I am having to deal with some uh, malware issues and that sort of thing through the Joygasm. Uh, actually, it's not the Joygasm website. It's my own uh, website itself. So I have my, uh, my IT team looking into it and hopefully we can get that resolved. So it may be that the audio version of both the, the previous episodes podcast as well as this one may be a little bit delayed. However, you can still see me as those of you do right now on the YouTube version. So if you go to youtube.com slash joygasm, spelled J-O-Y-G-A-S-M, then not only can you hear me, but then <laughs> you can see me too. So anyway, my hope is, is that this issue will get resolved quickly because at this point in time, as of this recording, I'm unable to actually push out, I believe. I'm, I think I may have a solution, but I, need, I still need to test it out in terms of publishing the audio-only version of the podcast. So anyway, FYI, yeah. So a lot of things that I got to experience, a lot of folks that I got to see for the first time, as well as uh, see uh, for the second time or third time. So I thought it'd be cool to kind of roughly go about it in a chronological order in terms of when I got there and some of the, the goodies. So uh, I mentioned earlier, it's a show and tell. I mean to do good on that, uh, that statement. So First and foremost, I bought the Ultimate Pass. It allows me to have a three-day excursion at Fan Expo Dallas. And the very first stop I wanted to go to is one of my absolute favorite artists, Stanley Art Germ Lau. 
If you're familiar with Art Germ, he has been around for quite some time. I believe I first met him in 2013 at SDCC when I was just kind of browsing through Artist Alley that they have there. Was immediately struck by the quality of his his artwork, his illustrations. And ever since then, I have been trying to collect just every piece of art uh, that he sells. So it's been a lot of um, patience in the the making in terms of like, I, I've been wanting him to come out to um, Dallas for quite some time. And he and his family, as well as his students, are based, I believe, out of Singapore. And so not so much do they get out to the United States too often. Although having said that, they have been going to San Diego Comic-Con on the regular. They have been expanding out a little bit more in terms, I think they've been to New York Comic-Con. I know they've been to Megacon in Florida. And this year they have also started to kind of dip their, their toe into other convention waters. So that's actually really, really cool. I was very excited to have um, him and his crew come to Dallas. So I thought I'd kick off with that. One of the first things here that I was able to pick up is he had this, uh, I'll try and do my best to keep things straight so they're not too crooked, but um, he had this limited edition comic of Chun-Li to celebrate Street Fighter VI that got released. And in fact, if you were to listen to the, the previous episode of Joygasm, I talk for about 43 minutes or so um, as to my gameplay impressions of that game. Anyway, he was selling this. There was a limited edition uh, of 400 copies for the Virgin uh, cover. And for those of you who are not big comic book enthusiasts, Virgin covers means that you don't actually see like the, the title of the comic book. You don't necessarily see any of the other pertinent details, like what the issue number is or any of the, the text overlay, if you will. So it comes with, uh, you can't probably can't see that. So I'm going to, I'm going to change the camera angle so you can see it, but, um, hopefully you can see that a little bit better, little, little certificate, little COA certificate of authenticity. And, I got number 55 out of uh, 400. So really gorgeous rendering of Miss Chun-Li by the great Stanley Lau. Um, and that was just, that's just, that's just a start. You know, that's just the beginning. I've got a whole pile of stuff here. Just, I think is out of, uh, <laughs> out of camera view here. But um, anyway, in addition to that, I was also able to get the Loki version number one by Art Germ as well. There we go. Nice and straight. Very gorgeous rendering. Um, really, really cool. My local comic book store had the, the standard cover with, uh, the, the title Loki, I think it was like right around here, but this is the, uh, the Virgin cover. And he also had one of my personal favorite characters. This is a, a foil cover, so it's a little hard for the camera to pick up, but uh, this is Zealot from Wildcats. I believe this is the first time he's ever drawn Zealot. I actually have the standard version of this cover. Don't mind the little thingies. This is actually part of the exterior, uh, plastic bag. It's not actually on the comic. I was looking at, I was like, Oh my goodness, what happened? But no, it's just, it's purely on the outside. I just have to transfer it. So this was actually uh, also limited edition. This was 604 out of 1000. I don't know if you guys can see those numbers too well. Hopefully you can. So anyway, really gorgeous work. Amazing. Honestly, I don't know if, uh, 
Art Germ has done Voodoo from Wildcats or not, because that would also be a pretty sweet character for him to do. In addition to that, I was happy to see that he brought some of these uh, covers that he's done of Gwen Stacy and Venom. So you have this one here where it looks like she's about to wreak havoc and Venom is in, in the midst of enveloping the, his symbioteness around her. And then there's a second version he did, which was equally as cool. Let's see if I can hold these the same time. If you're listening to this, um, I'd highly recommend you check out the, the YouTube version so you can actually see what the heck I'm talking about. Oh, let's see. There we go. And, huh? Huh? <laughs> Everything's, it's like opposite day when you're trying to line this stuff up correctly. Uh, there we go. Uh, 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 there, uh, oh, there we go. So anyway, both versions are super cool, uh, crazy detailed, and uh, so happy I was able to snag those. Another issue that he did, I'm trying to keep this somewhat organized, is House of Slaughter. And um, I had heard about the comic, but um, I didn't actually know that he had worked on one of the covers. And so, um, oh, there we go. I'm, I'm kind of getting better at this. Uh, there is um, his version of it. In fact, if we want to go back to a close-up also so you can appreciate the art. Um, really, really nice indeed. In addition to that, don't worry, I don't have too many more of these to go. But uh, Starfire, this was super cool. Um, Stanley has actually done a couple of Starfires recently. There's this one, and then um, he recently on his social media um, gave a little bit of a glimpse of to, I think it's an upcoming uh, comic book that's not, I don't, I don't know if it's coming out in September or whatnot. Anyway, the man has been rendering himself some amazing Starfires. So super, super cool. This next one actually has a fun story. So this is a black cat. Uh, I'm a part of, um, actually I became a, a member of uh, the Art Germ Collectors group while I was at Fan Expo Dallas because I was speaking to one of his teammates and he invited me to this group. I said, yeah, sure, that'd be great. Literally less than 24 hours later, there was a message that went out saying that Stanley had an issue of um, Black Cat that he was going to give away for free to the first person that came up to his table and asked for it specifically. The reason being is that when he had made, he was, he was doing signings on certain comics. Like for instance, this one's also uh, a limited edition. It's 160 out of uh, 1500. And he originally had signed this particular comic with a black Sharpie or something to that effect. Didn't like how it looked. He wanted his signature to have a little more of like a panache, a little standout. So he went back over his autograph with more of like a silver Sharpie. And so they just decided, well, we'll just have some fun with this. I didn't expect to get this, honestly. I was thinking, okay, clearly someone else is going to get this before I get there. But I still, I, I made a point to go to his table the, the following morning. I didn't even get there till like 1130 or so. And what was really funny was when I was speaking to the teammate, I went, I went up there and immediately asked for it. And he says, yeah, actually it's still here. And I was like, wow. Okay. 
And he went on to tell me that there was actually another member who was there before me, just like a couple minutes earlier, was having a full-on conversation and never brought up this comic. And the entire time that teammate was like, man, is this person going <laughs> to ask for it or not? Never did, walked off. And then I walked in and um, lucky uh, for me, I was able to uh, pick it up. And what's even more fun about that particular story is as I'm talking to this teammate of Art Germs, another member came up and asked for the comic. And it was at that point that um, the, the teammate said, oh, you just missed it by like one or two minutes because I just uh, I gave it to to Russ over here. You know, he, he asked for it. And I wanted I don't know if I have it on. Let me check my Twitter account. I do have it up. OK, so let me. uh switch over real quick to my, my laptop view here so you can see this. So this is me when I was able to successfully collect it. Really excited and happy, you can tell by my face. And the this next picture is of the gentleman who uh, came up like, like a minute or two after I did asking for the comic. Really nice guy. Honestly, it was a lot of fun to be able to um, meet someone else from that group, considering I'm one of the newbies and um, kind of learning my way through how the the whole thing operates and so forth. So, really fun small story to to kind of um, kind of cap off that particular uh, score, so to speak. In addition to that, uh, I attended Art Germ's lecture. He had a kind of a drawing session along with Derek Chu and I, I'm still having to learn the other folks' names, but basically he has um, his business partner and different students who he works with. One is, I think his name is Lyric. I believe that that was the, the lady that was with them. Who's also a great artist um, and a few others, but as kind of a thank you for attending his drawing session, they were passing out these, which is, I'm not exactly sure. This is the Batman Adventures number 12. They put it in this uh, this fun little mystery bag of sorts. But in there, apparently, uh, you have a 50-50 chance. They, I think there are two different covers. Each is of Harley Quinn that Art Germ has drawn, but you don't know which one you got until you open up the mystery bag. So haven't opened mine up yet wondering if I ever will, should I keep it sealed or should I open it up? I don't know. I'm, I'm going back and forth with that. So that in a nutshell is um, the kind of the art germ experience. I had also purchased um, a number of larger prints that he had for sale. I was actually planning on hiring him for a commission, but it was weird because I, so when I first went to his table, I had bought as part of the ultimate package, a two hour window. Basically it was kind of like a sneak preview two hour window that you could like walk the floors and see what's going on. And that was limited to the folks who had that particular badge. And so my first stop was to go to the art germ booth. Uh, it was a bit unfortunate because when I went up to ask about the commissions, they were not accepting commissions until 4 p.m., which was when like the, the, the general doors opened up and then they were going to start taking down names on the list, uh, which to me was a bit confusing just because as a hardcore fan, like I paid the extra money to get in with during that two hour window. Not only that, that like his table was the first table I went to and I have money in my hand that I want to give him. 
yet they turned me away and, and were not accepting it because it wasn't part of, I guess, their planned schedule of things. So that was a bit of a bummer just because I think it would have been nice to reward your hardcore fans, especially if, you know, it's money is money. And if you have people who are coming to you who have spent the extra money, make you a top priority, um, it's my opinion that, that you should reward that. The silver lining to that, though, is I did learn from our germ and his lovely wife that Stanley sometimes will bring uh, different types of illustrations that he's done from home. And that due to the fact that he's not under a time crunch, he actually has more time to polish and, and add more detail, that sort of thing. And as a result, the price is higher than what he charges for just the, the regular commission at any given Comic-Con. The problem is, is that I just, I didn't have that in my budget at that point in time, but I did take a mental note of that because it would be nice to perhaps purchase one of those from him in the future, simply because anytime that he makes those types of illustrations, um, he'll put it on like, like on like a, an eBay type of, of website where, where people can bid on those. And, and those prices go way higher. I mean, we're talking four or five, $6,000 for just one illustration. That is way beyond what I'm uh, able to spend in one sitting. So my hope is, is that Perhaps I can get in touch with him and be able just to, to pay him the amount that he would charge for just one of those types of illustrations that he does. Just do like a private commission where he can, he can create it um, at home, be in the comfort of, of that space. And that way I can have like one amazing personal uh, illustration rendering that he does. Cause that is one of the things when I look at my, um, I have a flat file actually of, uh, that's dedicated to only art germ stuff. So I have um, all the comics. I have the, the various like larger prints and so on and so forth. Basically any kind of, of art germ uh, paraphernalia that I can get my hands on. I put into that, that particular flat file but the one thing that I don't have is a commission from him. So that, that has continued to elude me for the time being. So anyway, let's go on from that. So this is a book that also has a bit of a story to it. Hopefully it will stay as is. Um, but in 2012... That was the year that Batman the Dark Knight Rises uh, was released in theaters with Christopher Nolan ending to his uh, epic Batman trilogy. And there were three different books that had been released roughly around the same time. One was called Tales from the Batcave. Another one was Batman and Philosophy. And then the third one is this one, which is Batman and Psychology. The interesting thing was back then, I forgot like what the name was. I had seen briefly what the cover looked like. This is actually the second edition. So the first edition has a different uh, cover to, uh, to what you see. So this one's a bit different. What is nice about this is that uh, Dr. Travis Langley had um, uh, updated some of the, the verbiage, if you will, in, uh, in the book. And also, I just love this updated cover. I think I think the whole Warshack painting thing, you see the bat there, and I think that's brilliant. It's really, really awesome. But the full name is Batman and Psychology, A Dark and Stormy Night. Nights being spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. 
Um, so it was really cool to be able to find this book um, and then buy it. The funny thing is, is I haven't read it yet. Even at that time, uh, I was thinking, okay, I'd love to take this book and have him sign it, but I'm going to totally be honest with him and fess and be like, I haven't read your book yet, but I am very excited to do so. So what's really cool about this is I tracked him down and he did, in fact, sign it. And he said, Russell, welcome to Gotham University. He just put you with a, a period there, a little dot. And he said, with grad studies at Arkham, uh, Tony Langley. So it, it's really fun. Uh, really, really neat person to speak with. His son is also into authoring books as well. I bought uh, one of his books as well. Can't wait to look into that. But um, yeah, really, really neat. And uh, he has like some pictures in here that are super fun to look at. One of which is him with Michael Uslan. In fact, actually, if I uh, zoom in a bit here, you can see that uh, over here, there is a foreword written by Mr. Uh, Uslan, who uh, I, I actually attended one of his panels at, I believe it was the 2019 SDCC. And uh, fantastic gentleman. Um, he is basically the driving force as to why we've had all of the different Batman movies over the decades. So really grateful to him, but really excited to dive into this as well. I actually um, attempted to, and then my eight-year-old daughter wanted attention from her daddy. So she takes priority. Anywho, going on from there, so... I also brought my Super Mario Odyssey game case for the Nintendo Switch because there were three different voice actors that were present, one of which was Charles, uh, the other was Samantha Kelly, and third was um, James... I totally did it. Oh, Kenny James. I'm sorry. I was going to say James Kenny. Kenny James. A little bit of the old uh, backwards goodness there. Anyway, so what's really fun, I'll just switch over here real quick. This was when I brought my daughter and she got to also meet Charles for the very first time. He is the uh, the voice of Mario and has been, I believe, since the uh, Super Nintendo days, maybe even the, the Game Boy Advance, but... Mr. Uh, Martinet um, is very well known for just his, his um, uh, talent as the uh, famous plumber. So really, really cool. Super nice. Totally loved being able to meet Viv. Um, made uh, some other pictures here. Me and my lovely five o'clock shadow. But the idea being that um, I got to go to each one and have them autograph my game because I have never had the chance to be able to meet any of these three folks. And um, I was able to do so and get some pictures. We were uh, <laughs> wishing that we had gotten pictures with Kenny and Samantha as well. But again, we're just being on that budget. We're trying to be good about not blowing the bank entirely. Having said that, though, I've had multiple conversations with my wife where we're just like, yeah, we should have gotten pictures with them because they were so fun. They were so cool. And it's like, yeah, I know. So anyway, uh, Charles had, obviously, he had signed the uh, the front of the, uh, the case. And then if you were to open it up, just like in that uh, social media picture, 
you know, you got some of the, some of the goodness there. So th- this kind of stuff, you know, for me personally, because I work in the game industry, uh, and especially because I have a, a big appreciation for voiceover talent, it's so fun to be able to go to these different conventions and meet these people who really add, I mean, I, I would say put the, or, or at least they are a large part to putting the soul into any given video game character. You know, their, their performances are a really big part of what makes any given game so memorable in my book. Now, pivoting from that, I told you this, this is a show and tell episode for sure. I do apologize to those of you who were hoping for like me talking about a video game or a movie review or something like that. But you know what? This stuff is too cool to not share. So this one is really fun. So this is the art of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse book. And Shamik Moore, who is the voice of Miles Morales, was also in attendance in, uh, at, at uh, <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con. New! <laughs> at uh, Fan Expo Dallas. And uh, his line was, was, was super long, everything else. What is really nice is that... Uh, let's see if I can try and get this to not fall apart on me. Come on, paper. Work with me. There we go. There we go. So what was really fun was there's like this initial illustration uh, that you see in the book. And uh, Mr. Moore ended up, uh, I asked him if he could autograph right there. And he said, would would you like uh, black ink or red ink? And I was looking, I was like, I think I'll go with red. I think red would be pretty cool right there. So. Super fun, especially considering the the latest movie is out. And his, like I said, his line was super long. Um, you know, in addition to the uh, the Mario voice actors, Jody Benson was also present at Fan Expo Dallas. She is the voice of Ariel, the Little Mermaid, in the nineteen eighty nine Disney animated feature film classic. So I made it a point. I'm like, man, like that needs to be a DVD signing. I, you know, I know we're in this age of digital download and all that kind of stuff. For the fact that she was there, I'm like, you know, this movie was really pivotal to my childhood. I was 10 years old at the time when I saw it. And it really put me on the path to do motion graphics and video production and animation, that sort of thing that I do today. And so this is really fun. Um, she ended up signing it here. Let me zoom in here so you can see this better. But, um, you know, she just put two Russell, Jody Benson, Ariel right there. A uh, little, little slice of um, pop culture right here that will soon become uh, some uh, fun stuff to look back on. And I also got my picture taken with her. Let me see if I had actually posted that or not. You know... It's interesting because like some stuff I post on Twitter, some stuff I post on Instagram. Um, it looks like, yeah, I didn't post it on Twitter yet, so I can't show those pictures. But if you go to Instagram.com slash TV, which is spelled J-O-Y-G-A-S-M-T-V, that's where I dump a lot of, of these photos um, more so than Twitter or, or really anywhere else. So I definitely encourage you to, to check out enjoying, you know, be able to see all the fun stuff, but no, it was, it was great to be able to meet her as well. 
Um, her voice is just so iconic these days when, when you watch those, uh, those older Disney films. Now, another DVD situation, Rosario Dawson. What's super fun about this is that, um, so Rosario was at uh, Fan Expo Dallas and her line was just long all the time. It was very similar to like Shamik Moore in the sense that, you know, she's Ahsoka, she's blowing up being part of the Star Wars universe now. Her new show is about to debut on Disney+. And uh, so like the entire time, I mean, her line was just capped all the time because it was just crazy amount of people who wanted to get their picture taken with her, that sort of thing. For me personally, though, the the movie that I absolutely first loved her in was, in fact, Sin City. Frank Miller's Sin City, uh, Robert Rodriguez with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, this, to me, is one of the best comic book movies out there. And when this came out... I had bought the DVD. It was the standard DVD. This is not even Blu-ray. This is like, like old school, <laughs> but I didn't care. Cause I was like, you know, this is to me, this is like part of the nostalgia, right? It's like, I want to be able to have her sign it. So the third day, it's about 10 minutes to closing for the expo floor. And I decide I want to take one last walk through where all of um, the celebrities are doing their signings and photo ops and so forth. And so what was super cool was she was the last person sitting at her table. All the other tables, the folks had left and she was still there and there was no line. I could not believe my luck. I ran over to the, the, the initial table to ask if she was still signing and they said, yes, but you have got to like get your cash now because she's about to leave. So I ran over to the ATM, grabbed it and, uh, was able to walk up there. There was literally one person ahead of me. Could not believe my luck when it came to that. And it was really fun too, because the the lady who was in front of me, um, you know, she was so excited. She was even telling Rosario that she was trembling. She couldn't believe she was meeting her. And uh, she asked if she can get a picture taken with her. And uh, at first she was, you know, it, it's one of those awkward things where when you go to some of these, these table signings, you're trying to get a picture with the, the celebrity and so you're leaning over kind of weird and you're trying to hold your phone for a selfie. So I just said, Hey, if you want, I can take the picture for you. And so she, I think she was happy that I, I offered to do that because then they could just like <laughs> look more natural in the, in the shot and I could just take it for her. And then, you know, it's just nice to be able to offer something like that. So um, then it was my turn and it was so fun to be able to talk to her. And when she first saw this DVD, she's like, wow, that, okay, that is old school. <laughs> I said, yes, it is. Uh, but no shame as far as I'm concerned. Cause like th this is, this is part of the fun. So I had fun gushing to her about uh, how much I enjoyed her performance as Gail in this film, as well as like the chemistry between her and uh, Clive Owen and how just everybody in this movie was so perfectly cast and whatnot. So um, if I were to zoom in one more, time here. Yeah, she put to Russell Rosario Dawson, XO, XO. Or like, or as uh, Jack Black would say, little kiss, little hug, little kiss, little hug. But no, no big hugs or big kisses, just little kiss, little hug. And she put always and never Gail at the bottom. 
the main takeaway I had from this particular experience was how much of a consummate professional she truly is. I understand when you are a celebrity and you go to one of these functions, you spend two to three days meeting complete strangers who you've never met in your life, but they have watched your performances on screen. And there's a weird psychology that's associated with that in terms of fans kind of cultivate like, oh, you know, this person, maybe they kind of sort of are the way that we see them on screen. Even if it's subconsciously, there is this, this interesting kind of dynamic that happens where none of us truly know the personality of any given celebrity. But at the same time, because they are part of these stories that we love so much, at that point, it's like we see them and it's like it's, it's this interesting situation where they know nothing about us, but we've seen them, we've watched them perform, we've heard their voices. And so it's like we kind of know uh, the, these fantasy characters they play. Um, so anyway, the reason I'm saying all that is by the time you get to the end of day three, these celebrities are exhausted and rightfully so. I get it. I understand. I don't, I don't hold anything against them for that because again, anybody would be exhausted after having excited strangers gush all over you uh, for three days straight and you having to keep up your energy too. Let me tell you, Rosario Dawson never lost any energy. Like when, when I started talking to her and everything, she was on, she was engaging. She was happy. You know, she, you could tell she thrives off of her fans. And that is actually a bit of a rarity, at least in my experience. And I've, I've attended San Diego comic-con for a number of years. I've gone to fan expo Dallas for a number of years. And I can tell which celebrities either will get exhausted or maybe they're not as um, engaged with their fans as others. But there are certain folks like Rosario who she feeds off of the excitement and, and enthusiasm that her fans have. She shares with that. She understands that. And most importantly, she respects that. And so to see her be like the, the one celebrity that was still there at her table, despite the fact that it was 10 minutes to closing and she was still just electric the whole entire time that gets a huge thumbs up from a fan like me, because I'm, I'm a nobody. Like, I mean, she doesn't know me from the next person who she just said hi to or whatever. But the fact is, is that she showed her appreciation for our interest in wanting to be able to have that like 30 seconds of just howdy doody time. So really, really cool. Um, had a, a great experience with that. Another comic book artist that I was very excited to see was Mark Silvestri. And Mark Silvestri is someone who I have followed since 1991. Essentially, when he left Marvel and was one of the co-founders of, of Image Comics, I followed him when he, he created Cyberforce and like when he was doing Witchblade and a number of other like little like smaller... Uh, types of series and mini series. And one of the big Christmas presents for me personally was when it was announced that he was doing a mini series for Batman. Now, anyone who knows me knows that Jim Lee and Mark Silvestri are my top two comic book artists. I have absolutely loved everything that they've done. Tremendously talented gentlemen. And the first like kind of like comic book Christmas present, if you will, for me was when in the early two thousands, it was announced that Jim Lee was doing Batman. I was like, 
whoa, this is insane. I never thought that this would happen. And then yet here it is, it's happening. And then furthermore, he became, I, I think his like, his job title is like chief creative officer or something to that effect. Not exactly sure, but anyway, he now is, is uh, full-time over at DC. And so he reached out to Mark and was able to have him do this 13 part miniseries. What was super cool about that was I ended up bringing all of my issues of Batman that Mark Silvestri did, and he autographed every single one. Now, I won't put you through going through each and every uh, one of those 13 comics. So, but I, I did take a picture that I can show you here on my, my laptop of um, uh, kind of a group shot that I did take once it was all said and done. And so some of these, like the black and white covers that you see are more of the rare uh, variants of different issues that were, I can't remember if they're like one in 100 or one in 50. I'm not exactly sure, but I was just absolutely um, ecstatic to be able to have Mark be able to sign each and every one of those. They did have uh, the, the kind of the, the um, what is it? CGC sign or whatever it is. Basically like, you know, if you wanted to go that way, they could be present and witness, and but it costs extra money. I was just like, you know, I'm cool with the uh, the, the autographs by themselves. I, I thought it was fantastic. So that was super cool. A side story to that, that was on Saturday and the air conditioning broke in the convention center. So to let everybody kind of understand that kind of uh, issue... This particular Fan Expo Dallas took place in June. Normally it takes place between, I would say, March and April. So the weather is actually pretty normal. Like, like it's not hot, it's not humid, it's, it's a little bit of rain here and there, but, but it's actually one of the, the nicest times of the year if you live in Texas. For some reason, they decided to have it in June this year, which I was already like, Why? Are you, are you sure? Like, that's good. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, but at the time, uh, it was already getting hot. It was getting humid. And I was in shorts. I was in a t-shirt and I was getting my comics ready to, for him to sign that sort of thing. And I kid you not, like I could tell I was like, my head was just sweating. My back was sweating. There was like kind of like that muggy stickiness that was in the air where like, you know, if you feel your, your fingertips that they are sticky and I'm just like, this is so not like the conducive environment to be able to like take care of some of these things that like, you know, I see as an investment and that, that there um, may be some value to the, some of these things. And anyway, the whole day of Saturday, the air conditioning, or at least half of it was broken. And, uh, and that was kind of the talk of the town on Sunday. Luckily, they fixed it. So Sunday, everything was back to being cool in the, uh, the exhibit hall. But my goodness, everybody was like, uh, this, is not, this is not what we signed up for. <laughs> so there's that. I'm just going to do a quick little look here. Oh, and I don't know if I've ever shared this. So this actually, this is an image from uh, 2019 at, at San Diego Comic-Con when I commissioned Mr. Silvestri to actually do a, a full body poison ivy. And uh, you can't see too much of the detail in this particular image of the, the sketch he did, but uh, really, really cool, especially considering 
I don't believe he actually drew Poison Ivy in the miniseries. You know, he did Joker and Harley Quinn and uh, a couple others, but um, Poison Ivy, I don't recall seeing her in there at all. So this was this was really special as far as I was concerned. If I go back to my, my Twitter page, I just want to see if I missed anything. This is like a fun uh, close-up of Sin City that Rosario Dawson had signed. Really, really fun. If I go down farther. Oh, yes. So this was a big surprise to me. Mr. Um, Inhook Lee was actually at Fan Expo Dallas. I had no idea he was going to be there. Somehow I, I missed the announcement on that. Uh, but he is another uh, great artist who I, I collect many of, of his comics. And so I, I ended up getting a, a quick uh, selfie with him. Uh, super talented guy. That Batgirl that, that you see there at the bottom of the picture, man, like that looked amazing. And I, uh, I figured it was probably for someone else who had asked for it. So I didn't inquire, but man, I was going to throw down some serious cash for that. I just... I don't know. I, I, he was in the middle of sketching and he was nice enough to let me uh, take a quick picture, but I just didn't want to interrupt him too much there. But uh, super talented individual. This actually, so, you know, I've, I've already shown you um, the book by uh, Dr. Travis Langley, but um, in addition to this, this is the book that I bought from his son, Alex. So this it says, make a, a nerdy living, how to turn your passions into profit with advice from nerds around the globe. I thought, you know what? That'd be a fun read. It'd be fun to be able to check out and see uh, what all he has been able to discover. So a couple of good books there. These are some images. This was from 2013 when I first met Art Germ. And uh, so we're a lot younger looking there. And then it's just fun how like 10 years later, we take another pick at Fan Expo Dallas 2023. And so that was a, a lot of fun. It's just fun to be able to like, reconnect if for nothing else on a high level, just from an artist to fan perspective on things and, uh, you know, be able to continue celebrating his work. So anyway, overall I, I had a very nice time. I, I did wish the AC did not break and, uh, I did wish that I could get an art germ commission, but you know, that's part of the, the adventure, right? That's part of the journey. So I'm, I'm confident that at some point I'll be able to make that happen and then I'll be happy as a clam afterwards. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention it continues to financially help me do this podcast. Also, Click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm that drops once a week each week. And while you're at it, you could do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see me stream my gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. I thank you all for hanging out with me this week, and I look forward to hanging out with you again next week when I give my review of The Flash Movie. I'll see you then.